Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hello, this is Monica Reinagel. Welcome to another episode of the Nutrition Diva Podcast. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Annette Hottenstein, who is a registered dietitian as well as a sensory scientist. Now, Annette is the host of a new podcast called The Food Sommelier, and I've asked her to join me to talk to us a little bit more about her work and to find out how we might be able to use sensory science to improve our nutrition. Welcome, Annette. Welcome. Thank you, Monica. Such a great honor to be here. Now, in addition to your training as a dietitian, your nutrition training, you're also trained as a food scientist, but can you tell us more about what a food scientist does? Sure. Well, food science is really a career that a lot of people don't know much about. And I didn't know about this career when I was going to school. I started out in nutrition and I learned about food science at Penn State when I took some electives in food science. But food science really combines engineering and chemistry and the biological sciences as they relate to food. So it really is a hardcore science major And many food scientists work in the food industry, and I personally used to work for Cargill Flour Milling, PepsiCo, and McCormick Spices, but a lot of food scientists also work for the government and agriculture and public health initiatives as well. But technically, I'm a sensory scientist, which is a highly specialized type of food scientist, but many people don't know what this is, so I often refer to myself as a professional taste tester. And sensory scientists are really the ones who plan and conduct and analyze taste tests. So think the Pepsi challenge, if you remember that from the 1980s. Sensory scientists were probably behind that particular taste test of Pepsi versus Coke. And we also have a really good understanding of consumer psychology statistics, and physiology as it relates to the five senses. That is fascinating. Now, I know that big food companies like PepsiCo uh, often employ sensory science to make their products more appealing. And sometimes that's leading us to eat too much of foods that aren't that good for us. I'm thinking of that recent book, The Dorito Effect, that was just published this year. But I'm really interested in we could use sensory science to improve our enjoyment of healthy foods. Can you talk to us more about that? Sure. Well, let me first say that humans do crave fat, sugar, and salt. It's a biological fact. And often the food industry is providing what consumers want. But I think things are changing and consumers are changing and the food industry is changing and they are providing healthier foods. And sensory scientists can help them formulate these healthy foods to make them taste great. 
But sensory science can really also improve the way that we enjoy healthy foods. So let me tell you a little bit of a story. I was shopping a few months ago, and before I went grocery shopping, I went to the liquor store. And at the liquor store, there was a sommelier there, a wine sommelier, who was sampling some wine. And they were using all these beautiful descriptive terms to describe this particular bottle of Chardonnay. So they were telling me it was buttery and had mineral notes and it was citrusy. And I went ahead and I bought that bottle of wine, which was a little above my price point. I tend to be a, a cheap wine person, but this <laughs> was about six bucks. And then I left there and I went to the grocery store and there was um, an older woman sampling apples at the front of the store. And she was wearing a hairnet and these sterile looking gloves. And she said, here, try this. It's sweet and delicious and $1.99 a pound. And I just thought to myself, what a difference between the experience I had in the liquor store versus the one I had in the grocery store. But there really are tons of great words to describe fruits and vegetables and other healthy foods that can make them sexy and appealing like a glass of fine wine. So for instance, kale, which I know kale is really a hot food right now, I can describe kale as grassy and viney in character with moderate bitterness and faint background notes of parsley, cabbage, wood, and earth. But a lot of this information on how to describe healthy foods is really buried in the literature, the scientific literature that only sensory scientists really read. So one of my goals as the food sommelier is to translate this information for the general public so they can really enjoy healthy foods like they would a glass of fine wine. That is such a great approach. And you're right. We, uh, we could probably take um, some of that marketing and apply it to fruits and vegetables and other foods uh, as a way to increase our, our enjoyment of them. What are some other ways that we could use these kinds of techniques at home when we're trying to improve our eating habits? Well, if you think about sensory science, it's all about the way we use the five senses to appreciate foods and beverages. So let's say you're eating an apple you know, use your five senses to really enjoy that apple. So really admire the color of the apple that you're eating. How does that apple feel in your hand and on your tongue? Is the apple more sweet or tart sour? What aromas does that apple have? Maybe it's perfumey or spicy, or maybe it reminds you of other fruits like pear or citrus. And what noise does that apple make when you bite into it? A lot of times we forget about the sounds that foods produce. And just slowly eat the food and realize that eating is a multi-sensory experience. That's extremely healthy to slow down and really appreciate healthy foods. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea. Totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at 7thGeneration.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
So I know you've also translated some of these techniques into tools that can help support weight management. So tell me a little bit about how you use food appreciation for weight management. Sure. Well, I think the first thing that needs to change is our perception. So I think a lot of people think that healthy or more slimming foods equal deprivation. And it's really not the case. If you look at the French and the French culture, you know, that's a culture that eats a lot of high fat foods like croissant and cheese and pastries. And for the French, it's really more about eating less of high quality foods and enjoying them more. So I think, you know, we as Americans and other cultures can, can look to the French. And another thing is I really marvel at people who can stop at one bite of dessert, but you know, there is some research from Stanford University that reveals that people usually like the first bite of food the best, and each subsequent bite is a little bit less tasty. So we can kind of use this to control our weight. And if you eat until you're uncomfortably full, your enjoyable memories of that food will be lessened. And this is a concept known as sensory-specific satiety. So if you want your food to be good to last bite, keep your portion sizes small. And I know that high-end restaurants have figured this out, and that's why they serve small portions as well. Yes, and there's a, a lot of restaurants are, are getting into the small plate trend, so you can just order little tastes of a, of a few different things, and that's one of my favorite ways to enjoy eating out. Yeah, I love that too. I love multiple courses, and I was just at Outback Steakhouse for Valentine's Day with my kids, and they have these little baby desserts, which are so cute now. Mm-hmm. And of course, those are going to be a fraction of the calories as well. Other, other things that we can do to appreciate food more, our healthy food more? Sure. Um, One thing I like to tell people is to be more of a food snob. And I mean that in a good way. So be pickier about what you eat. And I'm not talking about only eating chicken nuggets like a lot of kids do. But what I mean is being picky in terms of the quality of the foods that you're eating. So don't indulge in frozen pizza and box macaroni and cheese and soft ice cream and other humdrum processed everyday foods. Save your calories for higher quality, more Epicurean adventures. Okay, you had me with the frozen pizza and the box mac and cheese, but I have to take exception to soft ice cream. I love frozen custard. For me, that is an Epicurean adventure. (laughs) It is, it is. But I think a lot of times when you go to those all-you-can-eat buffets and they have that free ice cream at the end, you know, that in particular is not very good. So I think there definitely are varying degrees of frozen ice cream qualities. <laughs> well, and I guess the, the real point here isn't that we all have to like the same things, but that we should really save our indulgences for the things that we truly enjoy, as opposed to the things that just happen to cross our path. Exactly, exactly. So when I tell people when they go to a buffet, scan the buffet first and, and pick just a few things that look the best to them versus just picking everything, you know, that's on the buffet. Yeah, it's, a, it's always hard to, uh, when there's so many choices, not to take a little of everything. But I, one of the ways that I put that is that, you know, you wouldn't go into a restaurant and order every single thing on the menu. <laughs> so exactly. you don't have to take a bite of every single thing on the buffet. Exactly. And, you know, you can also be a food snob. So don't eat something unless it's really good. So if you go to that buffet and you take something and you don't like it or it's bland or cold, don't finish it, you know, let the waiter take it away. So remember that the clean plate club is not one that we want to be a part of. And I know we need to be cognizant about food waste, but if something isn't really a four or five star dish, you don't need to eat all of it. Mm -hmm. 
Adjust your portion sizes, right? Exactly. Adjust your portion sizes accordingly. And, you know, I know people have heard this term before. It's a little bit corny, but the food that you don't want to waste ends up on your physical waste. Yeah. (laughs) It's a catch-22, isn't it? Exactly. (laughs) So I know you have um, actually a report that you've put together that you're making available for free. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. I do have a free report for folks and it's all about food appreciation for weight management. And in that report, I have three great tips that will really help you leverage these principles of sensory science and food sommelier to help you manage your weight. I'm going to put a link to your report in that in the show notes for today. And our listeners can find those at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. And you can also find Annette's podcast. You can look for it on iTunes. It's called The Food Sommelier, which is also her website address, foodsommelier.com. So if you can spell sommelier, you're all set. I had to look it up. It's with two M's and one L. And Annette and I would also both be interested in any questions or comments that you might have about today's show. And you can post those on the website or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page where hopefully Annette will be lurking uh, to catch any (laughs) comments. So thank you so much, Annette, for joining me today. And thanks to all of you for listening and have a great week. Human nature can get a little messy, but nature nature is powerful enough to save us from ourselves. Seventh generation laundry detergent lifts away tough stains with a 97% bio-based formula. For when you think whipping up yellow curry chicken in white pants is a great idea, totally not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of seventh generation. Find seventh generation laundry detergent in fresh lavender and other scents at seventhgeneration.com. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.